When I'm lured away by kingdoms of sand, remind me what is real. When I worship my raging emotions, remind me what is real. When I'm numbed by fleeting pleasures, remind me what to feel. When I settle for the shallow oceans, remind me what is real. When I'm addicted to what I say I'm not, remind me there is more. When I struggle to find the meaning of this, remind me there is more. When I reach for stimuluses to get me through this, remind me that my sin you bore. When I forget just where I find my freedom, remind me there is more. When I fight against the hands that feed me, remind me it's not over. When my mind at night can't focus right, remind me it's not over. When my heart's enslaved by petty things, renew me in what's sober. Jesus Christ, you have my life. Roll away this heavy boulder. Our lives are just a donor. And remind us, you alone are a father. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jonah Fair. I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. And no matter what you may be going through, my hope and prayer is that this will find you in a real and a relevant way. And that you will know that you have been created by a creator, savior, sustainer. That's such a far greater purpose for you that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. And that no matter what the chaos is in your life, no matter what you're going through, what you've been through, or what you will go through tomorrow, that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that uses the chaoses of our life to grow us and to make us more into who he's created us to be. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time joining, thank you so much. If you're watching this on video or listening this on audio, whether on iTunes or on the Google Play Music Store, whether you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, however you're partaking in this, I am so honored that you are here. So it'd be an honor for me to pray for you and uh, we'll do that and jump right into today's uh, episode. So, all right. Lord God, I just thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Um, Lord, no matter what uh, we are going through, no matter what the person that is listening to this or watching this is going through, Lord, will you just let them know um, that there is such a great, greater and a bigger picture than right now what they can see or what they may feel. Lord, just thank you so much that you are faithful in the moments where we uh, we are just focusing on the wrong things or in, in the moments where we are so overcome by so many things, Lord. No matter what we are going through, Lord, you are faithful and you are constant and you are present. Lord, help us just be able to see you clearer. Help us be able to experience you more fully and help us just awaken to uh, to what this life is about and uh, and where we fit in that. But we need you, Lord. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. So as I'm recording this, it's the first week of June 2019. And so I'm recording this up in Michigan, but I'm originally from South Carolina. And all of my life, I've always remembered dealing around this time with allergies. And especially down in South Carolina, I honestly don't know what I'm allergic to. I've never taken one of those fancy tests to uh, to know what the different things I'm allergic to. I know recently right now as I'm recording this, uh, I've been kind of being reminded that I'm allergic to something. And I recently went on a hike up here in Michigan. I, I drove down to Ohio 
And um, I was down in Ohio with a buddy, and we were going hiking, and I was just reminded of how much I'm allergic um, to something. And it was after after getting back from my trip on Saturday to go hiking that I, I got back to my apartment, and, and I immediately went to my cabinet and to, to look for some medication that I have um, here in my apartment for allergies. And I knew I had some left over from last year. And so I, I took some pills and I and I went to bed and I was just you know trying to overcome it. If you've ever taken any cold medicine or or even allergy medicine, one of the most common side effects are drowsiness. And I I, for, I forgot about that side effect completely. So I had to wake up really early on Sunday and I, and I wake up and I just feel like a train hit me. Not only am I physically feeling depleted because I went on this long hike on Saturday, but I'm just feeling kind of like in a fog, you know, kind of like in a funk. And I know it's linked to uh, the medicine that, that I was taking. And, and again, I, I don't want to make it sound like super dramatic, but it was enough for me to notice. You know, normally it's when, you know, you've, you've had enough time feeling normal that you kind of can feel when something's a little off. And for me, I haven't taken any allergy medicine or haven't needed to take any allergy medicine for this whole year. And uh, for me taking that allergy medicine, it was enough for me to notice something was off. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if if you're going through like right now is is such a difficult time. Maybe you're going through an illness. Maybe you're going through uh, financial struggles. Maybe you're going through just feeling a lot of questions or confusions or doubts. Um, no matter what you're going through, just feeling kind of like like there's that fog that's all around you, almost like you're stuck in like that that side effect from that allergy pill that I've been taking of that that fogginess and that just just everything's just you, it's just it doesn't really make as much sense and you don't really feel as alive. And recently, I've just been kind of thinking, you know, like I read at the very beginning of this message that that poem that I wrote. Of, of just saying, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm lured and when I worship the wrong things, you know, remind me what's real and remind me what is more and remind me it's not over. And then at the end, just saying, remind us that you're our father. I know that so often in my life that I forget who I am and I forget whose I am when I'm going through something that that's that's kind of taken precedent over my heart or over my mind. And I feel like I kind of am like losing track of what really matters. And I know one of the things that kind of came to my mind as I've been dealing with this kind of like feeling in a fog because of the side effect from this medicine and just feeling kind of a little slower and, and a little more sluggish and, and not as respondent as I normally am. I know I was just thinking about the, the, the phrase smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Have you ever heard this phrase before? I, I know that it's a phrase that I think about a lot, smoke and mirrors. For instance, you might hear that somebody says, uh, oh, you know, um, that, that amusement park is all smoke and mirrors or, oh man, you know, that, that school is all smoke and mirrors. And, and, and I was just thinking about that term smoke and mirrors and, and thinking how it relates to that fogginess or feeling just kind of in that funk. And so as I was thinking about that, that, that phrase smoke and mirror, I kind of did some research on where it came from. A lot of the things that we say in the English language, like I have no idea where it comes from, but it's interesting kind of studying it. So I looked it up, smoke and mirrors, where the phrase came from, and it actually came in the, around the seventeen, the late seventeen hundreds, and it was a a term in the magician field where the magicians would would have a have smoke and have a mirror with a projector underneath a kind of a display, and the projector would display off the mirror. And it would display something, but the smoke would make it appear as if it was kind of like hovering over the air. 
So a lot of times they would use it to kind of spook people to, to think that there was something kind of floating. And so that's where the, the phrase of smoke and mirrors kind of came from. And what it refers to is kind of this, uh, uh, any proposal that kind of says that, okay, when you look close to it, 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 it's kind of an illusion that when you look closely at something that, that what you thought was real is actually an illusion. Just like in that, in, in those magicians that would have those displays that looking from afar, you would see the smoke and you would see the display and it would almost look like it's hovering. But in reality, when you get closer, you can see, wait a minute. No, it's smoke and mirrors. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. And, and just thinking about that, I, I, it's, it's something that I've been thinking about this week, especially. And last week of just thinking, okay, Lord, where in my life have I been f- settling for the illusions? Where have I been settling in my life, in my walk with you? Where have I been settling for things that really don't matter? That I've been spending so much uh, mental space and, 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 and emotional, just um, real estate or wherever, just focusing so much and giving so much of myself to the things that really are so meaningless. So meaningless. And, and as I've been thinking about that, it's led me to, to, a, to a couple verses in the scripture that I want to read and, and kind of walk through. And, and as I walk through these scriptures, I, I guess the cry of my heart, uh, especially right now in today's episode, is that where in our lives are we focusing on the wrong things that has really been draining us from what really is real and what really does matter? And so as I read these verses, uh, my, my hope and my prayer is that um, something of this will just speak out to you. And, and, and starting with that, I know one of the verses that have come to my mind um, recently has been 1 Peter 5.8. And 1 Peter 5.8 is written by Peter, the, the, the disciple of Christ, and he followed Christ and he knew Christ very well. And, and Peter writes this, he writes this, and, and I'm reading from the NIV, and this is what he says. He says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I'm going to read that again. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert and of sober mind. Sober mind, sober mind, sober. That word sober, that's really been standing out to me. And, and another verse I want to read is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34. And this is written by Paul. And Paul writes this. He says, come to your senses as you should and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God, and I say this to your shame. And right before this, he says, do not be deceived. And and he he uses the example that bad company corrupts good character. And then he says, sober up, sober up. And so I guess since I've been dealing with this uh, side effect from this medicine of just kind of feeling like a little little in a haze, I've been thinking of that idea of of being sober and sober-minded, sober-minded. And I know there's many times um, right now with where I'm at in my life that that I, I get so distracted by thinking about just things that are honestly just foolish or just mind-numbing or temporary or empty. And I know that I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not alone. For me, I've shared this recently. If you've been following this podcast, one of the um, one of the episodes that I, that I did recently, um, many weeks ago, was called uh, "Baking Cookies in a Revolution." And, and in this, in this, I talk about this dream that I had recently where the Lord just highlighted to me just that so often we, fo- we focus 
on things that really don't matter when there's actually a, a legit war going on for our hearts and for our souls and for our lives and that we truly do have an enemy and the enemy isn't the people of our life or the thing or the things even the things we've been through but we have an enemy that wants to destroy us and that enemy wants us to basically just be just just to neglect the fact that we have a creator savior sustainer that has paid the price for our lives and for our sins and for our hearts and that that creator savior and sustainer has a name and we have an enemy that wants to distract us from that because when we don't focus on who we are and whose we are then we can't be any benefit to him and so we have an enemy that wants to still kill and destroy kind of like what we read in first peter 5 8 saying that be sober-minded and alert your adversary the, the the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and so as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking, okay, what in our lives, what are the things of our life that we have been focusing on the wrong things? What's the foolish things in your life right now? What are the foolish things in my life? I know, like I said, with that, w- with what I've been dealing with recently, I know the Lord recently has been putting on my heart um, just to to put away YouTube and to put away Facebook and, and social media and all this stuff that that honestly it could be used for good. But I know, especially in my life, I feel like I've been so distracted by wasting my time on that when I feel like there's other things that the Lord has called me to 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 do and to to grow in and to learn that I've been focusing on the wrong things. And and I don't know if you're like me. But I know when I focus on stuff that really is just meaningless, like empty, shallow entertainment, you know, like, or, or just empty, just, I don't know, time wasters, you know what it is, it's all different for all of us, but there's things that are just mind numbing. I know when I focus on that, it's almost the equivalent of just like staring at a screen. And as you stare at a screen for a long time, you walk away from it, you just feel like, ugh, you just feel just, you just feel just like so tired and drained. And I know, like, if, especially if you have a job, like, where you're in a cubicle and you're just staring at a screen, I know you can relate with what I'm feeling. And, and, and I know there's a phrase for it. I can't think of it right now, but I know there's many times where I'm just staring at the screen, I'm doing work or something, and, and I'm doing a project or something, and I'm just looking at the screen, and I walk away from it, and I just feel so just, I want to go take a nap. And there's just so much in our life that we just, we just focus on this stuff that is so mind-numbing. In reality, the Lord has created us for such a far greater purpose than just numbing our mind or just running away from something. And I was just thinking about that. And and it brings me to this idea when, when, when Paul is saying, you know, come to your senses, come to your senses. And when Peter is saying, you know, be alert and of sober mind. I was thinking of so often I know in my life what leads me away from being sober minded and focusing on the things that really are 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 free and 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 eternal. I know the things that I I kind of drift towards is just the the idea of comfortability. And before I know it, it's the comfortability that kind of leads me to lower my defenses. And when I lower my defenses, it kind of fools me into neglecting the fact that I have a need, and that need is only fulfilled through Christ. And, and I know for me, w- the moments where I, I have that need and I have that hunger and I know that I'm, I, I'm just kind of getting really comfortable, I reach for everything else but Christ. And, I, I, and I, I can't explain it, but just the fact like Paul, Paul says that, you know, when I want to do the right things, that, that I know that there's something that's, that's preventing me from doing that. And, and then he says, you know, who's going to free me from this? And he says, Christ. 
And so we know through the Bible, the Bible says that that Christ frees us from that slavery to that, to that mind-numbing life and that just shallow life that's wasted on ourselves. And that Christ basically frees us from being enslaved to herself. And, and just thinking like, when, when my need for Christ has been diminished, I forget the fact that all these things that I'm filling, that I'm reaching out in that need, will never fulfill. And it's almost like walking away from that screen that, that you've been staring at for so long, you just feel empty. And I can't help but feel just that, that I'm not the only one that feels empty sometimes. It's not just allergy pills that just bring you into that fog. Sometimes it's just the life that you're living. I know so often I see this not only in my life, but in others' lives. So, so often it's so easy. It's so easy for us to reach for sound bites and for us to reach to, you know, little, little, like verses throughout the day, you know, just to get us through. And, 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 and in turn, we kind of like reach for things that are good. But in reality, we don't really reach for a, okay, Lord, I want to have a personal encounter with you today through your word and through surrender and through seeking your will for my life, not just trying to get over this hump or get over this thing. And, and I know sometimes we go through things that, that all we can do is just reach for just whatever can get us through. But, but I can't help but just think that the Lord, the Lord has created us for so much more. So much more. A, a, a relationship with him that goes so far beyond just reaching for just those temporary fulfillments to get us through. That, the, the, that a relationship with Christ is so much more than just verses here and there. But there has to be something so much more, so much more than it. It's so easy, if I'm being honest, to make functional saviors in my life. And I, and I know I'm not alone. What about you? What's the functional saviors in your life? Maybe, maybe you hear that and you're like, I don't know what a functional savior is. Honestly, a functional savior is anything that, that takes place. It, it serves the function of a savior, but it's not really the savior, right? So a functional savior could be something that we, we kind of insert into our life or allow that, that helps drive us. You know, what is it that drives you? What is it that drives you? Maybe it's as simple as a cup of of coffee or maybe it's something as simple as, you know, a a daily reading plan or or maybe it's something as simple as just like inspirational quotes throughout the day or or maybe it's something like a person in your life. Maybe it's a spouse or a relationship or a friend that kind of drives you that that when you're down, you reach out to and and that's what picks you up Uh, or anything that motivates us. What motivates you? Maybe it's money. Maybe it's comfort, maybe it's position, maybe it's status, whatever it is that drives you, motivates you, or, or, or even, you know, what, what excites you? What excites you? Maybe it's hobby. For me, I know one of the things that excite me is technology, and, 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 and I know in my life, video games has been something that excites me. I, I love what, what goes into the storytelling of video games and, and the community that is formed through video games and, and just all that goes along with it. And, and as silly as that sounds, we all have those things that, that motivates us and excites us. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's hunting. Maybe it's shopping. No matter what it is that, that drives us or motivates us or excites us or even relaxes us. Maybe it's just watching mind-numbing news or mind-numbing television or, or just reading just books or whatever it is or, or encourages us or equips us. That, that all these things, these, these could be good things. But the moment that it takes place, that we find ourselves in the moments that, that we're feeling just kind of, you know, 
just down or, or empty or, or just feeling like we're, we're missing something or lacking something, the first thing that you kind of turn to, that, that could be a functional savior. For instance, I know sometimes I've seen in my life, especially recently, I, I, I know I'm not alone with this. Have you ever found yourself kind of reaching for your phone, but you realize that you don't have your phone on you? You know, especially like when you're in the bathroom or when you're like standing in line at a shopping mart or, or, or just doing something and, and you just think, okay, I'm, I'm not really doing anything right now and I kind of want to do something. So I'm just going to kind of reach for my phone and just do something kind of to fill this time. But then all of a sudden you find, wait a minute, I don't have the phone on me. It's like this nervous tick where you just resort, you, you have a need, which is that you feel just kind of like you, you feel like you, you know, it's that uncomfortability of not doing anything. So you reach for something. I know I reach for the phone or, or, or so, so often in social media, right? When you just feel, I know for me, when I feel kind of lonely or feel like I'm just kind of, you know, just, just kind of by myself, I'll, I'll reach for social media and I'll see, you know, you know, who left notifications on my wall or, or who sent me a message or, you know, who, who, who put a comment on something and, and I'll reach for that. But in reality, what if we have a creator, savior, sustainer that in those moments, he's trying to say, no, no, no turn to me, turn to me. Like I, like I wrote in that poem at the very beginning, when I'm lured by kingdoms of sand, when I worship my raging emotions, when I'm numb by fleeting pleasures, when I settle for shallow oceans, when I'm addicted to what I say I'm not, when I struggle to find the meaning, meaning of all this, all this life, when, when, when I reach for stimuluses to get me through this, when I fight against the hands that feed me, when I forget where I find my freedom, when my mind at night can't focus right, when my heart's enslaved by petty things, in those moments, what is it that we reach for? What are the functional saviors of our life? What are the things that we just kind of been settling on that, that, that honestly have been taking away us from being sober-minded? I know that, that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that has such a far greater plan and purpose for us than to be just intoxicated by the things that really don't matter. And I know in my life that the Lord so often uses that need in order to remind me that, look, all these things that I reach for won't fill that, that, that God-shaped hole inside of me that is longing for so much more than this world can offer. And in those moments of, of constantly just turning to different things, eventually it's kind of like, you know, taking that, that allergy pill in, in, that right now that I've just kind of been noticing, well, goodness gracious, something's off. That, that the Lord will send those, those, whether it be people in our lives or, or, or things that we go through, he'll, he'll allow these certain things in our life to remind us, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm longing for something that this world can offer. And it's in our need. That's when we start to reach for him. Sometimes the Lord allows the chaoses of our life in order for us to stop reaching for the things that aren't meant to be what fills us, but, but have been honestly taken functional saviors in our life. But it's through that chaos that we reach for the one that, that our hearts and our souls and our mind and our bodies long for, the only one that can bring us that soberness of the mind and the soberness of the heart, that, that no matter what we go through, that we can have a joy and a peace that goes beyond all of our understanding. As Paul says, be alert and of sober mind. Be alert of a sober mind. Come back to your senses. Think about what's right. Another verse where, 
where, where, where I think about that kind of has to go with this is, is Paul, and he writes in Philippians, in Philippians 4, and I want to read what he wrote. And, and this is just something that, as I think about being sober of mind and, and not settling for the, the smoke and mirrors, the illusions of, of yeah, th- this is what life is about, when in reality it's not. And, and I've, I've been thinking about Philippians 4, and this is what Philippians 4 says, verse 4 all the way down to verse 9. This is what Paul says. He says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which extends everything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Jesus Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about such things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Then the God of peace will be with you. Heavy heart. What is it that has been intoxicating you and overwhelming you that you forgot who you are and whose you are? The reality is, no matter how we sugarcoat it, the reality is, is that in our need, we reach. And as we reach, we worship. And as we worship, we surrender. I'm going to say that again. In our need, we reach. In our reach, we worship. And in our worship, we surrender. What is it that we are reaching to in the moments of, of just heaviness and hurt and pain and chaos? What is it that we reach to? What are the, what are the functional saviors that we reach to? For me, I know it's, it's so easy for me just to turn off my mind and focus on entertainment that really does nothing, just fills the time, and, and that, that produces something within me to get me through whatever it is that I'm going through. Or sometimes I, I know I, I resort to pleasure. I reach for pleasure. Whatever will bring me pleasure, whether it be food or there be something, uh, something sexual or whatever it is that, that we reach for anything that will just get us through. What is it that we are reaching for? What is it that you're reaching for? Maybe it's a substance. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's, maybe it's a hobby, whatever it is. And our longings, what do we reach for? And, and what we reach for, what, behind that, what is the need? What is the needs of our heart? I know one of the needs is acceptance, forgiveness, purpose, identity, fulfillness. And that need we reach, and as we reach, we worship. Let's think about that for a moment. When, when we reach for things, what we're doing, we're, we're lowering ourselves and we're elevating what we are reaching for. If you reach for a substance, you are worshiping that substance. You are saying, look, okay, you, substance, you are, you are what I need, and therefore I'm going to do whatever I can and whatever I need to do in order for you to fulfill what is longing inside of me. And so I'm going to worship. I'm going to, I'm going to bring worth to you as I, as even if that depletes my worth, but I'm going to bring worth to you because you are what I am reaching for. So often we see this, especially in the media and in the music that, 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 that is playing on the radio. We see this through people. So often it's so easy to worship somebody else. Why? Because they're tangible. 
Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a family member. That in those moments of weakness we reach, and in reaching, we reach for that thing that we worship. I know in my life, one of the things that I worshiped before surrendering my life to Christ is, is, is people. I worship my family. I held them up to high regard. I went to my family whenever something was going through. Not only that, but I know it would be the girl that I was dating at the time. And, and not only that, but friends and hobbies. And I know June is such an important month in my life because June 2011 is the moment that I surrendered my life to Christ. That was the moment that I finally, through all the chaos that was going on around me, I finally hit my knees. I said, Jesus, take my life. I am done. I am done. I am done. I have been reaching and worshiping the wrong things. I am done. I am done. My life is yours. My life is yours. My life is yours. In that moment, all that fog just disappeared. And, 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 and I felt that joy and that peace that I was longing for all along, but I was reaching for the things that could never offer it. A, a peace that doesn't go, just doesn't, doesn't leave in, when circumstances change. In our need, we reach. In our reach, we worship. In our worship, we surrender. What have we surrendered to that we need to stop? Again, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. What if, like like Paul said here in Philippians, he said, you know, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. What if what it takes for us to do that is to kind of disconnect all that stuff that we've been spending so much of our time and energy on and saying, okay, Lord, you can have my heart. You can have my mind. Whether you're a follower of Christ or, or you've never surrendered your life to Christ. What if, what if, what if the Lord just wants us to just go through the smoke and mirrors and, and stop settling for the illusions of our life and, and, and living in that fog of just kind of, you know, oh, you know, going through the motions. But what if there's a life that goes so far beyond what we're settling for? What if the reason why the Lord has been putting on your heart to get rid of certain things in your life is because he wants to take you deeper in dependence on him and even through the uncomfortability what, what that uncomfortability does is that it purifies and it renews and it shows us how we've been reaching for all the wrong things and it helps to remind us that only he can satisfy the longing within our heart. The uncomfortability isn't the enemy. The uncomfortability is not the enemy. The smoke and mirrors of our life will get the best of us if we just stand at a distance and never get close to what really matters and what's eternal. What if the Lord has created you for freedom? We know that he has. Heavy heart, you were created for so much more than just going idly through life. I was created for so much more than going idly through this life. But the time that we have, the life that we have is, is, is a gift, is a gift, is a gift. And everything is meaningless if we don't focus on that which is eternal and noble and true and trustworthy, which is the reality that we have a creator, savior, sustainer, that we have a creator that created you with a purpose, that created me with a purpose, and he alone knows that purpose. And when I try to find purpose apart from the creator, I will always come up short. It will always be just settling for the smoke and mirrors that I have a creator, but I also have a sustainer, that you have a sustainer. 
And that sustainer is who truly fulfills those longings within us. And whenever we reach for the things that promise to offer that fulfillness that we long for, we will always end up empty. We will always empty and end up empty. And those are the moments that we that we start to 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 just just fall and fall and fall and fall to the point that we start to forget the reason why we're here. That we have a creator, you have a sustainer, and that you have a savior. Now, what if except for looking for other people to save us from the situations that we're in or even looking to ourselves to save us from what we're going through and all the self-help books and all the, the inspirational quotes? What if there's so much more than all of those things? What if it's so much more than just finding all the strength and believing in yourself? What if there's so much more than the inspirational quotes that we settle for that really that we, we just are going day to day? Just, just reaching for to just get us through the day when in reality we have a living Savior that is so much more than an inspirational quote. But He is a living Savior that is living and active and pursuing after you. That He knows you and He wants to know you. And He wants to have an intimate personal relationship with you that comes through surrender. And that He wants you to know Him. Not through just knowing what other people say about Him, but encountering Him through the Word, through the Bible through actually chewing and meditating on this and allowing through surrender for him to be your Lord and to be your Savior and to be my Lord and my Savior. The Bible says that when we surrender to Jesus, we receive his spirit and his spirit leads us into truth. What if we were created for so much more than suppressing the spirit of God that comes through surrender to Christ? What if we've been created for so much more and that spirit will lead us into a life that is fulfilling and so far, far beyond anything we could dream or imagine? What if it goes beyond what the world would say is a priority and instead it's a life of sacrifice and joy and peace that goes far beyond anything that this world can offer in any of our external circumstances? There's so much smoke and there's so much mirrors They're illusions, they're illusions, they're illusions. May our heavy hearts rest easy in Christ by just saying all these other chains that that have me weighed down, that are just leading me in that foolishness and that mind-numbingness and that that temporary, just, just silly and stupid stuff that has to go, has to go because my life is so much more valuable than to, to be to be a slave and hoard out to the things that are so temporary and meaningless. May we lay down all the stuff that we've been prioritizing apart from Christ and say, Lord, no, no, you lead me first and all these other things will start to fall into place. May we choose that which is sound and noble and true and trustworthy. And I, I know that goes so far beyond my emotions my logic, my intellect, and my experiences. I know that that I have been created and that you have been created for so much more than this world can offer. May we surrender all of ourselves to Christ saying, Lord, use us. Lord, help me know the things in my life that has to go. Maybe they're good things, but they have to go. Lord, I need to be yours. May we see the relationships in our lives as a gift, but not something that takes place of the ultimate gift, which is Jesus, our our Savior. May our heavy hearts rest in a freedom that is found in being unchained in a confidence that comes through a surrender to our Creator, Savior, and Sustainer. Let us pray.
Lord God, thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Lord, will you just please just overwhelm our hearts, break our hearts for what breaks yours, God. Please show us and reveal to us the the ways that we need to be recalibrated to what really matters. Lord, may we be men and women of your word that we that we don't just settle for sound bites and for things to get us through the day and, or, or through the circumstances, but may we just feast on your word and know your word and, and to hide your word on our heart. And for us to truly have experiences with you in the moments of quietness when we don't when we don't just settle for the things that are so easily to settle for and we don't reach for the things that are so easily reachable. But instead we do that that hard work of that uncomfortability of saying, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. And beyond beyond needing a, a fix to this thing that I'm going through, or beyond just getting an answer to what I'm what I have questions for, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. Lord, may we just be able just to be men and women that say, Jesus, we are yours, and we're not gonna settle for anything else. But we need you, Jesus. And we surrender all this to you. Lord, help us not settle for the smoke and mirrors of our life. But help us see the illusions that this world offers for what they are. They're illusions and they're so, so temporary. And they'll never fill that longing in our heart that you can. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Heavy heart, we're in this together. God bless you. I'll talk to you later. See ya.